Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. want to live well, do good, be happy. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Sunday. Thanks for joining me. This is Polly Campbell, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical ways. And by practical, I mean things that even I can do. And if I can do them, you can do them. Things we can do to live well, do good, be happy. In other words, to feel good and less stressed, less overwhelmed and frantic all the time, right? And we're going to be talking about some very, very practical ways to ease stress today. If you can chew gum, you can do the things I'm talking about today, which I think is super important to keep this simple because there are ways to ease stress that actually stress us out more, right? I meditate, I write morning pages. Those are two big ways I de-stress every day. I do them at the beginning of the day and at the end. Sometimes I do a gratitude exercise and those things really help me out. But I know many people, if I asked them to meditate, that would just stress them out of their head. If I asked them to write, that would add to their stress. I have friends who work out and by workout, I mean, they actually like move their body for an hour. They run or do yoga or bar training or, or they knit or do scrapbooking, something creative. And just saying those things out loud stress me out. That would not be a good way for me to relax or de-stress. We all de-stress differently, right? But here's the deal. We've got to find our way to do it because chronic stress is literally killing us. And before it's going to kill us, it's leaving us bankrupt. It's taking our cash. Statistics show that more than half of all workdays are missed due to stress, anxiety, depression, and other stress-related illnesses. Businesses lose billions in productivity due to stressed out workers who miss shifts and they have greater benefit costs, right? They have to pay for that sick time. And if you're like me, you don't get paid if you don't work. So if I'm down because I got a cold or flu because I was so stressed out that my immune system was not up to par, then I'm not making money. And that definitely adds to my stress level. 
we got to get this under control. Stress is making us sick. Think about it. Just about every major illness has a stress component. Now, I live with rheumatoid arthritis, and while I don't think stress brought on my illness, I was three years old when I was diagnosed, it absolutely plays into how well I feel in the day. When I'm really stressed out, I hurt more. I'm stiff more. My muscles tense up. That makes it harder for me to move, which contributes to the pain and inflammation. We know that when people are stressed out or experiencing high levels of stress, we also feel greater pain no matter what our condition. It changes our experience and makes us more sensitive to the pain that we have in our body. We are more likely to suffer from chronic disease and other serious illnesses like cancer, depression, and MS. Stress wreaks havoc in our bodies. It changes our physiology. What happens when we are under stress is we go into the fight or flight mode. Our body fills with all these kind of biochemicals that are really there to serve us, to keep us safe, but instead we're flooded with cortisol. And over time, sustained levels of cortisol and some of the other biochemicals in our body can lead to inflammation. You know, in our fight or flight response, it was created for us evolutionarily to support us, to get us out of harm's way. Now, most of us aren't on the direct fire, right? We're not being chased down by lions. And yet, when we experience a threat, whether it's our boss yelling at us or a relationship issue at home or a money worry, when we feel threatened by those modern day occurrences, our bodies fill with cortisol and sustained levels of cortisol lead to inflammation and inflammation is uh, one big risk when it comes to chronic illness and, and serious disease. Beyond that, it batters our immune system. So we are more susceptible to flus and colds and just the general things that make us feel icky and keep us out of work or, or leave us feeling less than and fatigued. Uh, we tend to be more overweight when we are stressed. Um, we tend to have a harder time sleeping. We just feel crappy. Can I say that here? Seriously. Can I say? There, there are some guidelines about what I can say on my podcast, so I got to watch my mouth sometimes. By the way, there is some research that says cussing can lighten the load and ease stress a little bit too. So, hey, I'm a, I'm a fan of the easy stuff, right? Like I told you. But stress does really leave us feeling crappy. It takes a toll on our physical health, our mental health, our financial health. It affects our jobs. It affects our relationships and how we relate to each other and our kids. You know this stuff because we've been talking about this for a decade. But I think it's worth talking about again because we have to find really practical, simple ways in the middle of our day to diffuse the moment. If we can ease the stress in just a millisecond when we feel ourselves flooded by it, then that's going to allow us, one, to feel better, and I'm all about that, and two, to really make better decisions going forward so that we don't behave badly and do things that we later regret have to fix and apologize for, which only heightens our stress again, right? We don't want to get in that cycle. A study out of Oregon State University showed that it's not the biggie stresses like a move or the death of a loved one or divorce that does the most damage to our psyche and our body. Those things are stressful for sure, but there are mechanisms that we have built in to work through those things. But it's the everyday stresses that beat us up, the, the traffic jams and the bill paying and the relationship conflict and the scheduling issues and parenting dilemmas and financial matters. 
So yeah, it's the life stuff that we are doing every day if we are, you know, people that is really taking us down. The good news is that there's plenty we can do to manage that stuff in the middle of those moments. There's going to be stress in our lives. We're living big, active, engaged, interesting lives. And you're going to feel some stress about that even when you don't notice the stressful symptoms, right? Even the good things, having a new baby, getting married, getting a new job. Those are exciting, positive things that are super stressful. And during the good and the bad, those heightened levels of cortisol are running through our system and making it more difficult for us to calm down, be healthy, make smart choices. So we need to take steps in those moments really each day and throughout the day to de-stress. And when I say de-stress, I don't mean slurping down a bottle of wine and going to bed or, or numbing away the challenges in any other way. I mean taking steps to diffuse the source of the stress so that you can truly rest. Okay, so let's do this. You know, exercise and sleep and eating right, cutting back on coffee, that's never going to happen. But those things can ease stress, right? Exercise, nourishing food, proper amount of sleep. And I am an advocate. I do work out uh, in a small way each day. I don't enjoy it, but I do feel better because of it. I really watch the sleep that I can take. I balance the food that I put in my body. No, not cutting back on coffee. There you go. Not doing that one. But there are other things we can do aside from those biggies right in the heat of the moment to take our emotion down a notch and feel better. One of those things is get nature. Get outside. Nature counteracts just about every icky thing. Buffers everything that stress does to it. Walking just 10 minutes among the trees, according to research from the University of Michigan, can aid our short-term memory. What? I need all the help I can get with my short-term memory. I can't even find my glasses anymore. It, walking among the trees for just 10 minutes improves the way we think and remember things. Even looking at the color green in terms of like staring out at your green lawn or the green trees can improve our immune function, lessen the symptoms of depression, and improve healing like after a hospital stay. And it just makes you feel better. In fact, many hospitals are recognized the power of the natural influence. Um, I've written stories about this because they're building natural spaces right into the structure. There's atriums and waterfalls in these hospitals. They're rearranging the patient rooms so that the recovery rooms overlook scenic areas, yards and gardens. And they're building healing gardens outside for their patients and families to walk through because nature, it, it's all that, right? All we have to do is lift our head up and look outside or walk outside or smell the flowers or feel the wind and you're going to feel better. I was reminded of this in a big way. Uh, we recently took a road trip to Yellowstone where I was essentially quarantined in a car with my teenage daughter and my husband. People, a husband and a teen for 10 days, send me a medal. Guess what? Except when my husband was driving crazy, there was no conflict. There were no arguments, few moments of upset. None of us were stressed out. We even came back still liking each other because every day we got up and we were surrounded by beautiful wilderness and bears and thunderstorms and sunsets and the Rocky Mountains and rainbows. It is tough to be stressed out when you are looking at a field of wildflowers. 
that each year survive glacial conditions to grow and bloom each spring. Seriously, all I have to do in my day is like wipe the crumbs off the counter. Exposure to nature provides perspective. It enhances resilience. It builds awe. It lowers our blood pressure and the levels of cortisol and inflammation in our body. It improves the way our bodies actually function and allows us to unwind and relax and feel better. So get up and out right now, or at least after listening to this 20 minutes of Simply Said, right? Go walk in the grass, take off your shoes, walk barefoot, look at the light falling through the trees, feel the wind on your cheek and notice the flowers. They're weeds, but we call them flowers at my house, peeking up through the sidewalks around our driveway. Pack a picnic lunch and get away from it all. Go outside. Five minutes will leave you less stressed and feeling better. See what I mean? This is easy stuff. I think the biggest challenge is we get locked into whatever we're working on during the day, the big work project or uh, teaching kids or cleaning the house or commuting and shuttling people around. We get locked into our routine and we forget to take the five minute time out we need to restore and reboot. And it, it not only resets the way we think and feel emotionally, but it also resets our body so that we have greater calm and can make better decisions going forward. I think the biggest barrier to this stuff is that we forget to do it. So make a time to do this during the transitions of your day or when you're walking to the car before you turn on the radio or get in the car, notice the green space on the way out or the birds and the trees or whatever it is and build this into your day. These one minute, two minute, five minutes of this stuff can help you feel different. And then we do better, right? And that's what this is all about. Okay, here's another one. When you are in a stressful situation or you're anticipating or you're already stressed, chew gum. This is what I mean. Any of us can chew gum, right? In several studies, researchers found that chewing gum helps relieve anxiety, improves alertness, and reduces stress. That's a lot to ask from a piece of spearmint, people, but that is simple stuff. In fact, there's so much evidence around this that even some of the teachers at my daughter's school recommend that kids chew gum during their testing. It helps them stay clearer, more relaxed. Researcher Andrew Scholey out of Australia says that gum chewing can even improve our focus and concentration. So what are we waiting for? Put in a piece and start chewing gum. But do use your manners, right? As I tell my daughter, chew with your mouth closed. I don't need to hear your gum or see your gum a la Pete Carroll. But I'll tell you what, I'm pulling out a piece right now. If chewing gum can help me relax, I'm all for it. The last easy peasy stress reducing tip that you can do anywhere, anytime, you've heard me talk about it before, is to breathe, deep breathing. I know it seems too simple to make a difference, but I am telling you what, when I remember to do this, 
a whole lot of things happen. One, it takes me out of my intensity of the moment, my ruminating, my repetitive thoughts of worry and so forth, and changes my focus in the moment, which which is often a huge part of our stress, right? Our stress comes from what we think is happening instead of what is truly happening, right? Stress often is a result of the story we build around what is occurring. So when you pause to do some deep breathing, it takes you out of that fight or flight mode. And it actually changes your physiology as well, which reduces those chemicals that can swell up and contribute to our stress and illness and, and all these other things. So this is a simple way to do it. I mean, come on, you can do this. You have to breathe anyhow, right? So you might as well do some belly breathing, I like to call it, deep breathing. There are a lot of ways to do it and different articles and different experts say you need to do it, you know, for an 11 count or an 8 count or a 7 count. Don't, don't get caught up in all that baloney. Just do it. Pause in the moment of high stress. Sit up straight or stand up straight. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Some people say you can take it in for about an 8 count-ish. Then hold it for about a four count and then exhale through your mouth about, you know, four to eight to 10. I've, I've read all different kinds of things. I've done all kinds of different things. In fact, I end up so focused on the right way to breathe that I get close to hyperventilating or whatever. Don't do it. We don't have to buy into all this. The whole point is to pause what you're doing in the stressful moment. Inhale slowly through your nose. Hold it for a beat, exhale slowly through your mouth, and allow your physiology to help regulate your mood, right? Allow your body to kick in in a healthy way to help you manage the stress so that from there you have some greater clarity and peace to handle whatever comes going forward, right? The key to this kind of breathing, though, is to watch your belly move in and out. You want to see your diaphragm moving. So you want to get down deep enough in the lower regions of the lungs with your deep breaths so that it actually pushes your diaphragm. And you can see that when your belly moves back and forth. That would be the only thing I would suggest because that enacts our whole system. And that is what helps us to manage our fight or flight response and diffuse it before we are overcome by the stress. Okay. Deep breathing. It works. It's crazy. I refused to try this for years because I thought it was too simple. But now I'm all about easy. I want easy solutions to the real world moments of my life. So I have more time and energy to spend doing the things I want to do, the things that I love to do. Uh, and I want you to feel good too. I want you to be able to do that too. So that brings us to the Simply Start session where I talk about ways to get started with one of these practices. Chew gum. Go outside, try belly breathing. These are habits that I do all day long because I can do them right in the middle of whatever is happening. I don't have to get up and leave. I can look out my window. I can pause for some deep breaths. Um, I suggest you do like four or five at a time when you do that part, by the way. So today, I want you to pick one. What are you going to do in the middle of your day to help manage your stress? And we're going to take this a little further. I want you to pick one that you're going to do every single day. Now, this stuff has to be built in for me. I mean, I get so focused on what's coming into my life that I forget 
the things I need to do as part of my self-care or uh, my creativity or job or those things. So uh, in order to stay on task, I schedule the new habits I'm working on forming right into my calendar. I write it into my calendar book. Yes, I'm still one of those people who writes in a calendar book, but I do. I write it in. I write in meditation or pause for deep breathing or go outside or go out on our back deck uh, in the middle of the day once in a while just to take a load off, particularly after a stressful conversation or phone call. I will then go out back and take a breath, uh, do breathing outside there while looking at the trees. So pick one of these habits that you are going to build into your life beginning today. Write it in for the whole week like an appointment and stick to it. That is the best way to simply start. And notice how you feel. Is it working for you? Do you notice any difference? Is the pause supporting you in a way that you need? And and then try some other things. You know, build in a workout down the road or go for an afternoon walk or uh, eat leafy greens. Leafy greens are super healthy for us and, um, and can help manage those stressful moods as well. But for now, decide to regularly chew gum. <laughs> we can do that, right? Or do deep breathing exercises or make at least five minutes a day or more to be outside and connected in some way uh, to nature and choose one and simply start with that. All right, that brings us to Simply Nifty and I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Sherry today because this came from her. When she's feeling stressed or freaking out, she draws on lavender oil. Essential oils, in particular lavender, a dot on your wrist or your feet, along your neck, uh, getting some mist to put on your pillows or sheets, a diffuser in your house, diffusing lavender oil is a very natural, soothing scent that can help us ease stress. Look at your uh, Whole Foods store, places where you can buy essential oils. Get a recipe. I'm not offering that here. There are a lot online, but get a recipe so if you are going to put it on your skin, you know how to uh, properly dilute. Essential oils can be real, real powerful. And figure out how to use the soothing qualities of lavender in your life. I think lavender essential oil is simply nifty. We have a lavender scented candle that we burn around here sometimes and and I love it. So thank you for that, Simply Nifty. Thanks, Sherry. And that's it for today. This is Polly Campbell on Simply Said. Thanks for showing up and joining me here. If you have a comment or idea or you want some follow-up on the research I presented here, you can uh, give me a shout-out on Twitter at PL Campbell or contact me through my blog at www.imperfectspirituality.com. So reach out and let's keep this conversation going. If you enjoy what you hear on this podcast, I would love you to subscribe. Give me a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews make a big difference in how others are able to find the podcast and uh, they're finding us. We are growing and it's because of your support and encouragement. I'm grateful to share this time with you. That's it for today. I'm Polly Campbell. This is Simply Said. Thanks for joining me. I hope we can go forward now a whole lot less stressed to live well, do good, and be happy.
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.